to the Indian Creek Baptist Church podcast. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. Our website is www.indiancreekbaptistchurch.org or our email address is info at indiancreekbaptistchurch.org. It is our sincere hope that through this podcast, God will speak to your heart and touch your life so that you may grow closer to him. Again, welcome back. Uh, This morning, we are going to take a little break from our uh, Lessons in Obedience series from the book of Esther and focus on Thanksgiving. Um, We just celebrated the Thanksgiving holiday, and most of you would know and understand the history of that holiday in our country. Uh, One year after the pilgrims landed here, they gathered together to thank the Lord for what he had done, for bringing them through a hard winter and uh, for bringing them to this new land and they celebrated with a feast and uh, we have many many stories i don't know how many of them are completely true but we have many stories from that time and um but the other thing that they were celebrating is that they survived god had brought them through a lot he brought them through sickness that killed over half of them and uh, just the trip over from england in the ship and there was a lot of heartache in that year but we know that god had freed them from the tyranny of england or they were still under the tyranny but they had he'd given them a new place to be thankful for most of all they were thankful for god's mercy in bringing them this far and today as we uh, again have just come through that holiday of thanksgiving i want to focus on God's mercy and on God's love. So today we are going to be in Psalm 136. And uh, Psalm 136 is a psalm of thankfulness. It's uh, but it's got an overarching theme in every verse. And I think you'll be able to pick up on it. So Psalm 136 in verse number one says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, For his mercy endureth forever. To him, sorry, the sun to rule the day, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endureth forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endureth forever. With a strong hand and with a stretched out arm, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which divided the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endureth forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endureth forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which which smote great kings, for his mercy endureth forever. And slew famous kings, for his mercy endureth forever. 
Sihon, the king of Amorites, for his mercy endureth forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endureth forever. And gave their land for an heritage, for his mercy endureth forever. Even inherited unto Israel his servant, for his mercy endureth forever. Who remembered us in our lowest state, for his mercy endureth forever. And hath redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever. Who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. Let's pray. Father God, again, we love you. We thank you for this glorious day. Lord, we thank you that your mercy endures forever. Lord, that it's not just a one-time offering, but an offering for all eternity. God, I pray today that you would help us to see and understand this truth, that you would guide us and direct us, fill our hearts with your love and your joy, and help us to show your mercy to the world. So God, please, guide and direct. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you haven't guessed it, God's mercy endureth forever. Now, many would say that the psalmist at this point just got stuck on that phrase. He could have listed all of these things and put that phrase at the very end and it would have the same meaning. But he chose to repeat it over and over and over again. Because it's the most important and vital thing for us all. It's to understand that God's mercy endureth forever. It has no beginning. It has a middle, but it has no end. God's mercy is evident everywhere all the time. Even if we don't see it. But the psalmist starts in the beginning of God's creation. In verse number 1 he says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning, God. There's no question. God created the heaven and the earth. God is the beginning. The psalmist wants us to understand who God is as creator, his authority. He continues on, O give thanks unto the God of gods. O give thanks to the Lord of lords, to him who alone doeth great wonders, to him that by wisdom made the heavens. God alone does everything. Even the things that are evil in this world, God allows and God created in order for our good. Romans 8.28 For all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. All means all, and that's all that all means. The psalmist wants to give thanks to the Creator. He wants to give thanks for the creation. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, to him that stretched out the earth above the waters, to him that made great lights, the sun to rule the day, or to rule by day, and the moon and stars to rule by night. God created it all. Again, in Genesis 1, we have the six literal days of creation where God spoke and everything came to existence. 
He said, let there be light, and there was light. He said, let there be a firmament, and there was a firmament. The only difference is when he created man, he said, let us make man. He didn't say, let man exist. He said, let us make man. God created us completely unique. He breathed his breath of life in us, creating us in his image. And while most of us now have taken on the image of our fallen ancestor Adam and lost the image of God, he is still ever endeavoring to recreate that image in us. The psalmist wants to be thankful for that. He wants to be thankful for, wants us to be thankful for our protector. Verse number 10, to him that smote Egypt in their firstborn and brought out Israel from among them with a strong hand and with a stretched out arm. To him that divided the Red Sea into parts and made Israel to pass through in the midst of it, but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. To him which led his people through the wilderness, to him that smote the great kings and slew famous kings, Sihon the king of the Amorites and Og the king of Bashan, and gave their land for an heritage. God is always guided and directed and protected his people. Even in Genesis when God removed Adam and Eve from the garden, it wasn't just a punishment, it was for their protection. When God separated Cain, he had mercy on him and placed the mark on him to protect him. When God flooded the earth, he put Noah and his sons and their wives in the ark. God took Abraham and his children to Israel to protect them from a famine. And they chose to stay longer than they should have. But in that, God protected them and brought them out. He protected them in all of the plagues. He protected them from Pharaoh's army. He protected them in the wilderness. This is the Creator protecting His loving creation. And God, and the psalmist wants us to be thankful for that. That was in the beginning. We're now in the middle. God divided the land and the Israel, His sons, for His heritage. Then in verse number 23 it says, Who remembered us in our low estate and hath redeemed us from our enemies who giveth food to all flesh O give thanks unto the God of heaven. Christ came to this earth to live and die for us, to pay for our sins, to give us the opportunity to serve him. To spend eternity with him. 
John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever should believeth on Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever is everybody. At a time when the world hated God, when the world was serving Balaam, He sent His Son. God Himself walked this earth and only a handful loved and followed him but he still went to die for us to provide to protect and to guide while here on earth God did all these things and now as he's ascended into heaven he is still doing all these things as the good shepherd We've been talking about the Good Shepherd on in the book of John on Sunday night. The Good Shepherd gave himself for his sheep. The Good Shepherd, his sheep know his name and they follow him. David sums it up again in one of my favorite passages in Psalm 23. For the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I know that David was in the middle of all of those things when he wrote this psalm, but God preserved it in his word for us in the present tense because he's still doing all those things for us today. If we'll let him. If we'll follow him. My family and I, we have story after story after story of God providing and protecting and guiding us. Doing things for us that no one else knew needed to be done. I pray that you do too. Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 25. We'll start in verse number 24. It says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought of your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? 
And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, or take therefore no thought of the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Christ himself teaching is saying that God already knows what we need, He's already provided. He loves us and cares for us. But verse number 33 is the important part. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. As his children we need to seek him. And allow him. Because he knows best. I've joked about it many many times. And I... I, I, bought my f-250 back in 2016 and uh, i have tried ever since then to destroy it praying that that god would provide a new truck and and one that's better and all of those things and yet it keeps running because that's what god knows that i need it survived us being on the road and got us where we needed to go and so many others have failed. Luke. Luke chapter 12. Remember, God's if God repeats himself, it's because it's really important. Luke chapter 12 and verse number 22. Luke, the great physician... is recounting the same story. And he being Christ, and he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought of your life, or for your life, what you shall eat, neither for the body, what you shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are you better than the fowls? And which of you with taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit. If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow, they toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothe the grass which is today, which is today and in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat and what ye shall drink. Neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knoweth that ye have need of these things. 
but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. This is the God that the psalmist wants us to be thankful for. We are living in the middle, but there comes an end. Over and over the psalmist says, His mercy endureth forever. Till the end of time. This overriding theme throughout the whole psalm is, There is no end. Just as there was no beginning, there will not be an end. Revelation 1.8 Revelation 1 and verse number 8 says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. God is the beginning and the end. God was the beginning of us, and He will be the end of us, with Him in eternity. Those that have chosen to Receive his mercy forever. Revelation 21. And verse number one. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard of a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, Excuse me, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all their tears, or all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. And he that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. For all eternity, God is going to take away our pain. Right now, that pain is here to mold us and shape us. This tree over here, which, by the way, is going to be our Christmas tree. Not because we can't afford one or we don't have one, but we don't have room for one. So, but this tree... My grandmother uh, bought when it was about a foot tall. And she's been taking care of it for over 50 years. She's pruned it and molded it and shaped it. If you look at the back side of it, because it sat up in her back room for so long, it's basically flat. It's almost, it's weird. But it's because it sat against a wall and the, the tree couldn't grow through the wall. So it flattened out. 
Now, she couldn't take care of it nearly as well as God does. But that's what God's doing to us. God here on earth is pruning us and molding us and shaping us. Sometimes that involves pain. Sometimes sorrow. But it always involves God, God's mercy. And we have hope that in the book of Revelation, as it says, one day we will spend eternity with, heaven, with him in heaven in a new heaven on a new earth where there will be no sorrow, no pain, no darkness. Then will his people, those who have become his son, enter in and dwell with him forever. Christ, the light of the world, will be ever-present. These are the things that we should be thankful for this time of year. But not just this time of year. Every day. Never forget that it is by God's grace that every breath you take enters your lungs. And every heartbeat only happens because of him. Never forget that God is working even in the hard times to mold us and shape us. The old saying that you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs is very true. But we can't be vessels sanctified for his purpose without becoming broken first because we were marred from the very beginning and damaged and he has to remake us this is harder than others for some but it still has to be done Just know and understand that it's all for good. Romans 8.28, I quoted it earlier. says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Everyone is called according to God's purpose. God's purpose is for us to be saved. It's those that love God that choose to follow him. But all things happen for good, even in the lost. They're designed to bring them to God. So as we go throughout this week and next week preparing to go door knocking and preparing for the youth activity and then preparing for Christmas... Help us to live a life that points to God, that is blessed, not just because he's been good to us, but is blessed because he's tried us and he's pruned us. Help us to show that thankfulness.
throughout.